Welcome to the Marisep's program, where developing a long-lasting, happy relationship is the status simple to achieve. And following my six Marisep's is a path to help get you there. I'm your host, Dr. Wyatt Fisher, a licensed psychologist specializing in marriage counseling. I'm coming to you live from Facebook weeknights at 5 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. I'm late tonight because I was having some technical problems. And some of you have mentioned that you can't hear my audio as well. So I have ordered a lapel mic that should be coming soon, so hopefully that'll increase the quality of the audio. If you have any questions during the program, be sure to put them in the comment section, and I'll reply at the end of the program. Okay, so for the marriage facts of the night, first fact, surround yourself with friends who will strengthen your marriage rather than tempt you to leave it. So this is a recommendation. And this is significant. When you go through hard times in your marriage, who do you talk to? First of all, don't talk to close family and friends where it will taint their image of your partner because then your partner will feel betrayed. So you got to have some people in your life you can vent to about your marriage problems, but it needs to be someone that your partner would feel okay with you talking to. And this person needs to be someone who is pro-marriage, pro-your marriage, because there's a lot of people out there who are not pro-marriage, who are not pro-your partner, and they'll tell you to jump ship the moment things get tough. And I can relate to this one because when my wife and I have gone through hard times in our relationship, I was very thankful for these few close friends I had in my life that I was able to turn to and all of them told me, keep trying, keep working harder, don't give up. If it wasn't for those close friends, I may not be married right now. So who do you have in your life that you can turn to when times get tough in your marriage? We all need someone like that, that your partner would be okay with for you to vent to and you want to make sure that person is pro-marriage. Second marriage fact of the night, CNN reported that the Great Recession was the biggest stress on married couples in the past 60 years. That's huge, in the past 60 years. So as I'm sure you know, marriage conflicts, one of the top marriage conflicts is money. A lot of couples have conflict around money. And now, with the pandemic, we could be experiencing catastrophic financial ramifications that we're barely tasting right now. So if the Great Recession was hard on marriages, think about how the pandemic is going to impact marriages financially. How does money impact your marriage? That's the thing to consider. And where do you have tension in your marriage because of money, if at all? So that's a huge area. And if you if that's a topic you'd like for me to speak to more Give me a thumbs up or write it into the comment section that you would like more material or more presentations, more programs around marriage and money because that's a top area a lot of couples fight about. So let me know if that's an area you would like more help in. But again, that's the biggest stress for married couples in the past 60 years is the Great Recession, the financial impact of the Great Recession. Okay, so for the marriage jokes of the night, the first one is my wife and I often exchange opinions. I come with my own and leave with hers. <laughs> Do you ever feel like that? You go into a conversation, you have your opinion all figured out, and you leave with your partner's opinion. This is learning to share power. This is marriage step number three, which is really important, but a lot of couples don't share power, and one person dominates, and their opinion rules, and that's toxic for a relationship. Okay, second marriage joke of the night. My husband and I had a very happy 20 years. After that, we met. <laughs> okay, so the marriage message of the night is four ways 
to solve marriage problems as a team. All marriages have problems. Some have more than others, but all marriages have problems. So if you have a problem in your marriage, you're not alone. It's normal. Everyone has them. What you do with them is what will make you different. So I'm going to go through four ways to solve marriage problems as a team because you can't solve a marriage problem by yourself. And if you're try if you're trying now or if you've tried in the past, you realize why you can't do that. It takes two to tango and it takes two to resolve the conflict. So it takes both of you to learn how to address the conflict and how to resolve the conflict as a team. Couples usually aren't very good at this. So the first step is you want to identify the problem area. What are the top problem areas in your marriage? If you had to pick them, what are they? Is it money? Is it sex? Is it kids? Is it communication? What is it? Is it control? Try to identify the top marriage problem areas you have because then you can apply it to the rest of these steps. Number two is you want to identify the vicious cycles. So for your areas of problems in your relationship, what are the vicious cycles? Because we all have vicious cycles. And a vicious cycle by definition is partner A does something, that impacts partner B, partner B reacts in a way that impacts partner A, which makes partner A respond in a way that impacts partner B, and before long, you get this back and forth, back and forth, vicious cycle. What are your vicious cycles in your marriage? We all have vicious cycles. So one example in my marriage is I am the partner in our relationship who has a higher need for sexual connection with my wife, and she has a higher need for emotional connection than I do. So the vicious cycle in our relationship that we can drift towards if we're not careful is if I'm not feeling connected sexually, I can start pulling back emotionally. And when I pull back emotionally, she doesn't feel connected emotionally, so she pulls back even further sexually. The more she pulls back sexually, the more I pull back emotionally because of the lack of physical connection. The more I pull back emotionally, the more she pulls back physically. Vicious cycle. We all have those vicious cycles. So you have to identify what are your vicious cycles because it's an ebb and flow. It's a back and forth. Partner A impacts partner B. Partner B impacts partner A. And off you go. Back and forth. Back and forth. But it's helpful to identify the vicious cycles because this leads to point number three, which is you want to identify both of your contributions. When you are upset in your marriage, most of the time, you're going to think it's all your partner's fault. Sometimes it might be, but it's very rare. Most of the time, you're playing a part and they're playing a part. But when we're upset, we don't think about our part. All we're thinking about is our partner's part and what they're doing wrong and how they're not meeting our needs. So when I'm feeling frustrated with the lack of sexual connection in my marriage, I'm not thinking about my part and what I'm doing that's contributing to my wife not being open to the sexual connection. I'm just thinking about what she's doing wrong and vice versa. When she's frustrated at the lack of emotional connection that I'm not providing for her, she's not thinking about her part of how her lack of sexual connection with me is contributing to that. She's just thinking about what I'm doing wrong. And that's what we do. That's, that's natural. That's human nature. We focus more on what our partner is doing wrong in these problem areas, and we don't look at how am I contributing. So how are you? In the problem areas in your marriage, how are you contributing? What's your part? What's your side of it? 
So that dynamic with my wife and I, with me being the, the spouse who has the higher need for sexual connection, she's the spouse who has the higher need for emotional connection, my part in that is not properly nurturing her emotionally. That's my part. That's what I need to daily focus on and think about. That's my part. Her part is making sure she's connecting with me on the sexual realm and nurturing that side of our relationship. That's her part. So we each play a part. And so it's helpful to recognize what the part is, your part. And as I'm sure you've heard, when you're ever, whenever you're pointing a finger, three fingers are pointing back at yourself. So what's your part? In the area that you're frustrated with in your marriage, what role do you play? The fourth thing is you wanna identify actions you both can take. When you have a problem in your relationship, it doesn't work for just one of you having to work on something to resolve that problem. It works best when you both are working on something to resolve that issue, to resolve that dynamic. You both have a part to play, most likely. Therefore, you both should have specific actionable items that you're both gonna be working on to resolve that problem, to make it better. So for me, for example, my part is wanting to be able to connect with my wife emotionally more because when I do that, she's more open to the physical connection. Her part is to be working on the sexual connection because that makes me wanna nurture her more emotionally. So it's that synergy. So my part is to focus on specific things I can do daily to nurture her emotionally. And the things my wife love loves is adoration. This is her love bucket fillers. She loves adoration, so she wants me to tell her why I love her, why she's special to me. That's my part. Another thing she loves is affection. She wants me to daily be touching her affectionately. Not sexually, affectionately. Especially long touch where I'm lingering, like we're cuddling at night, or I'm stroking her hair during the day, or I come up behind her and hold her from behind. She wants that, she desires that. That would fill up her bucket. A third thing she loves is for me to ask her a lot of questions about her day and how is she doing and how is she feeling about things because that makes her feel cared for and special. So instead of me focusing on how she's not doing her part, connecting sexually, I need to focus on my part. My part is how well am I doing nurturing her emotionally. I can't complain with how she's not doing her part unless I'm getting an A plus doing my part. Only then do I have the right to complain how she's not doing her side? So what is it for you? You need to be thinking about the actionable items on your side of the problem and how you're contributing. What are some actionable items you can be doing to take care of your part? So those are the four items to consider to solve marriage problems as a team. Number one, identify the problem area. Number two, identify the vicious cycles. Number three, identify both of your contributions and number four, identify actions you both can take. So if, there, if there's any questions, let me know. You can write it into the comment section. Thank you for watching the Marriage Steps program. If you enjoyed the program tonight, be sure to leave a review and share it with your family and friends. For more marriage resources, go to my website, drwyattfisher.com. The Marriage Steps program is listener supported. So to help keep it on the air, please consider becoming a monthly supporter by going to patreon.com forward slash marriage steps. And remember, your marriage is alive. So what have you done today to keep it alive? How have you watered it? How much sunlight have you given it? How much fertilizer have you given it? Try to think about every day what you're doing to keep it alive instead of killing it.
Take care.